It is July 4th, 2020. It is Independence Day here in the United States of America. This is my favorite federal holiday of all. I appreciate it because of the joy that I feel around me with the celebration of our independence. I enjoy it because it offers the foundation for what this country was built on. The Declaration of Independence was a powerful, divinely inspired document. And whereas it might have had some shortcomings for the men and women of that time to be declaring such independence of, of for their minds, their emotions, for their physical well-being, that was monumental. I enjoy the fireworks, and once in a while, getting together with someone for the barbecue. I especially enjoy pausing each July 4 to read our Declaration of Independence again. It reminds me of the principles upon which this country was founded. It reminds me of how we are each blessed to live in a country that was created for us to evolve and grow and become something better than. So when I read these words, I not only see the declaration for our country, but also the declaration that we can make for ourselves as individuals. As I read our declaration, I invite you to relate to how this applies in your own life. In Congress, July 4, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governors governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of the, these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. 
Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shewn that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and insurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies. And such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused his assent to laws the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance, unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained. And then, and when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly, for opposing with many firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time, after such dissolutions, to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers incapable of annihilation have returned to the people at large for their exercise, the state remaining in the time being exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions within. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states, for that purpose obstructing the laws for naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither, and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. He has affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to a ju jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation. 
for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses, for abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government, and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule in these colonies, for taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments, for suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns and destroyed the lives of our people. He is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny, already begun with the circumstances of cruelty and perfidy, scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages, and totally unworthy the head of a civilized nation. He has constrained our fellow citizens taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country to become the executioner of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrections amongst us and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers the merciless Indian savages whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by the legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our immigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity, and we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They too have been deaf to the voice of justice and of consanguinity. We must therefore acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind, enemies in war, in peace, friends. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in general Congress assembled appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions due in the name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these United Colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states 
that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. This declaration was signed by representatives from all 13 colonies. So as you meditate on these words, as you consider them, what is it in your own life that might now require a declaration of independence? What old beliefs are you holding on to that are holding you back? What habits are you practicing that are not for your highest good? Are there relationships that need to be severed? What are the principles upon which your life is based? I invite you to go back and listen to the Declaration of Independence again or read it and consider writing your own Declaration of Independence. What is, it, what is it in your life right now that is not working? What would you like to see? And claim it and affirm it and proclaim it to the world as if it's already happened. Establishing in your cellular memory that you are already living that newly proclaimed life. You have the power because, well, if no one's told you yet today, you are amazing. You have greatness in you. Embrace it. I'm Sophia Falke, Embracing Greatness International. And it's my joy to bring you these podcasts. And I wanted to start it today on Independence Day. You can perhaps even hear the fireworks going off in the background. I thought it would be a great date to begin the podcast where I'll be sharing my guests who are experts in their various fields, some in uh, business development, some in inner self development. Some are there for you know your health and well-being, your mindset shifts. All of them who will be on this podcast definitely have written their own declarations of independence. They all are basing their lives on some basic principles that guide them through any challenges. And right now, there are a lot of challenges. We, these are times of complexity and change. And we are being called to become a higher version of ourselves. 
So even though um, in the outer, we look at conditions, we look at events, and we can label them as dreadful, or we can look at them as opportunities and invitations to release all that has held us back, all that has kept us in separation from each other, from our own inner selves, from our higher, our higher power. Dr. H. Emily Cady, an early writer in the unity movement, talked about a concept of chemicalization. And that's when a new belief, a new concept comes to you and you're excited by it and you reach out to practice it in every area of your life. And for a while, things might be getting better because you've arrived at a new understanding, a higher level of vibration, energy. And then it seems that things fall apart and they start going wrong. And you think, oh my goodness, have I gone down a path where I shouldn't be? She calls this process chemicalization, where all the old comes from behind and, and tries to grab you and pull you back to the old consciousness. Any of you who are in a 12-step program might have experienced it in terms of as you become sober or you release, you free yourself of a certain addiction. And the people around you at first are celebrating, saying, look at the wonderful change and transformation. And then they start getting nervous because you've changed the rules. They can no longer push your buttons the way they used to be, that they, they used to be able to. And they might try to pull you back into that person you used to be, into those habits that you used to have. Declare your own independence. Again, this is Sophia Falke, Embracing Greatness International. You can find me at embracinggreatness.com. You are amazing. You have greatness within you. Embrace it. <laughs>